Welcome, everybody, to Chuck Yates Needs a Job, the podcast. Good stuff today. We have a very special guest. Most of y'all know him from his videos off Twitter, but Little Gully is in the house today. So I'm really excited about that. And man, we'll just jump in and kick it off. Hey, Little Gully, who the yep. fuck are you? <laughs> what are you, dude? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm just an old man trying to do right by his fam. Uh, that's just a, one of the lines from one of the last songs I did. Or, I like or raps, it. Whatever you want to call it. Look, I'm just an old man trying to do right by his fam. I feel your pain and how hard it is to sustain. I fight those demons, so I wake each day with a pray. Bless me, Father. Watch over me. Make sure I don't fault or be by my side. Remind me I'm about to slide. I'm, I'm just a uh, average Joe man who uh, who found out about uh, this Fintwit community via quick draw accidentally, which I'll tell the story in a second. Uh, who? Just started messing around making movies uh, like little spoofs uh, started over the summertime when I was uh, laid off from work. Uh, I work a factory job at nights. Uh, my wife is a school teacher. Uh, we were expecting our first baby. Uh, uh, congratulations. Congratulations. You, I appreciate that. Uh, and I had this weird, weird idea. I was like, man, uh, Tropic Thunder, excellent movie. Funny as hell. I was like, that Les Grossin movie needs to come out. And I started fooling around and tried to make one myself got about six minutes of 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 different clips cut together i've shared a little bit of it but that's how i started messing around with movies so it's only been like six months ago whatever seven months now it's probably longer now because it was july time frame well step back and, uh, step step back and tell us quick draw how does quick draw get you into this so i started messing around uh with some political stuff and i seen quick draw on twitter and I, at this time frame, I had no people. Nobody was following me. I had like 35, 40 followers. So in order for me to get views of any video I had, I had to go to every thread that had any attention and just bomb my video. I would just bomb everywhere. And and uh, people would you know say dumb stuff to me. And then I seen Quick respond to something. I thought he was a Trump supporter. <laughs> that, that is hilarious. Yeah, I thought he was is. a Trump supporter. And I'd come out with, hey, Quick, I uh, hope this doesn't upset you. And I dropped them with this video I dropped basically around election night. And it was a spoof of Smoking Aces. And uh, it played off the, you know, the tape that got lost from or the computer that got lost and, and Trump actually losing, you know, the, uh, the election via the mail-in votes. And uh, he was like, man, this is cool. And he retweeted it. And I was like, OK, damn, I got something here. Um, I had people interact with me prior to quick, but he actually retweeted it. Uh, with that kind of video. And I was using Reface at this time. Uh, before that, I didn't use any Reface. I just basically was making stuff with slides. And I just kept hitting with videos and he kept retweeting it. And I asked him one day how I get views. And he's like, you know, reach out to Kenny Lay and, and Real Joe Real Joe West or Real, Joe, Real Joseph. I can't remember the total handle off the top of my head. And um, yeah, I did. And then I started seeing what, you know, Kenny was doing and started seeing the roll call and I made it my Basically, it was my, my goal to try to get into roll call. I mean, I, that's how I was like, I'm, I need to get it. I want in this. I want to be, you know, in this video. And I just started continuing to play around. Um, at first, I wasn't doing anything with music at all. It was just basically video. And I just stumbled into music um, because I hope when people watch the stuff I post online, they realize that this is a, a movie. I'm just utilizing the music and I'm utilizing the rapping to, to take care, control of the narrative. Um, I didn't like, and I, I, I can't see myself like with some of the earlier stuff I did is 
post stuff and have to cut it out with somebody saying this and then go to somebody else saying that and the voice changing. I just didn't like how that was looking when I was doing stuff like that. And so I just stumbled upon rapping and it, it's basically been doing decent, I guess. Uh, people started to like them. All right. All right. Um, all right. Do- hold on. I got to cut you off right there. Let's do this then. Hey, Andy, you got a beat. Little oh, Gully, on, can yeah. you go, can you go live on this? You got a beat, Andy? I can't. I can't. All uh, right. Let me try freestyle. <laughs> yeah, let's try some freestyle, dude. You're talking your smack about rapping. Let's hear it, Andy. I never said I could freestyle, but okay, that's fine. Let's go. go. Here it's all you, brother. Go. I'm live with Nibby Fats, a.k.a. Chuck Yates. He does need a job. I'm on his pod. Maybe tomorrow we can go get a job. He has somebody in the background sitting back talking, telling him if we're good to go. I don't know. Maybe the show will be good. Maybe it will be bad. Who knows? We'll have to listen and decide ourselves. I've been just playing around in this game. Don't know if I'm ashamed or if I'm lame, but either way, I'm going to continue because I think I can do some shit. Dude, that's awesome. That's all I got for now. Sorry. I can't rap to a beat either, though, so that's the funniest thing. That's perfect. That's perfect. I listen to a beat, and I slow down. I just got to just flow, and then I match it up to a beat later. No, I don't consider myself a rapper. I just, I, 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 I can control the narrative that way. That's why I did it. The uh, you know what's funny is so I the other day I was in the car and Seven Spanish Angels by Willie Nelson was on so I was sitting there singing to it and I shot some video of myself singing it so I just tweeted out mm-hmm. and I think Land Mannery tweeted back oh my God this is the most god awful thing I've ever seen so so basically what I do is about every twenty four to forty eight hours I sing another song and I text it to him and I'm just like fuck <laughs> it. And so today, today what happened? I don't know if you saw this, but we've got the running joke going. Uh, cameo fatty, and so I'm singing songs. I'm taking requests. I did a uh, achy breaky heart today, and I think I did it's raining men. So yeah, yeah, I see the achy breaky heart. Yeah, I commented on that. Oh, that's funny. So, so like you're not an energy dude at all. You just meet quick draw, and you decide that's the kind of idiot I want to be part of his group. Uh, so I. I I seen that. I, so when I came across Quick Draw, I had to start doing research, obviously, because I didn't know what ETF was. I didn't know anything. I knew of a FinTwit community, and I was trying to play in that FinTwit community. But Quick pointed me in the direction of certain people that would get views to my videos, and they started to retweet some stuff. And as I started to follow more, I noticed what what uh, Kenny Lay was doing, Inmar and Sherman, and I just noticed the rest of the community. I mean, I just stumbled into basically doing this energy stuff. It's like, uh, how do you, how do you want to say it? Like, uh, you go where the least resistance is. Like if, you know, I tried to do stuff about Dr. Patel, you know, whatever that, that account was. And, you know, he wasn't giving me any love. The energy community has accepted me and has given me love. And you know what I mean? Like they're talking about last Monday. They're you know th- talking about Vanessa, you know, posting different stuff. Before I never had any of that. And so I, I want to show back the respect that they're giving me by doing more stuff uh, around the energy community. I just don't have the in-depth knowledge. So the last video I did with the Dre one, that was great. That stalking horse, you know what I mean? Wrote all the 
people's lyrics and said, yeah, run with it. This King P with the one only stall King horse. I'm riding shotgun on this. It be his lyrics, his vision. I'm just adding some of that King B flavor. That shit you want to save up. The recipe Baker Hughes be asking about. What do you think I was going to let you go shade at those rust about? Thought I was going to forget about those land bros. The ones that show all that loyalty. Like they did for last Monday. Today be Sunday. So bend the knee when the king's in the house. And I just had to spin it, you know, my way. And I just took it and ran with it and stuff. So, yeah, I, I know nothing about energy, man. I look stuff up in a, in a, in a dictionary. Like I have a... Um, a dictionary on my phone. I think it's from Conical Phillips for energy terms and stuff. So <laughs> I'm looking shit up all the time. And like, you know, for a while when I was doing that Dre video, I did not know what he meant when he said something uh, worm on the on the crown. I'm like, what the hell is the crown? I couldn't find the word crown. The only thing I could find was crown block. And I'm and it was like a, a pulley system and stuff. And I was like, how the hell am I going to show this worm on a crown? It seems like the worm is a newbie, which, OK, I, I get that. But how in the hell am I going to show a worm, and I, I just had to find a clip that, you know, was at the top of the of 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 of, uh, of, of a rig well, coming down because well, I didn't know what the crown was, and nobody was answering my my question about what the hell the crown is. I mean, what is a crown on a rig? What what did that lyric mean? Um, See, the short the short answer is I don't know. I was always a finance <laughs> guy, and uh, this is this is like how this is embarrassing, but I'll go ahead and fess up to it. So, my former business partner, Mike Hines, greatest guy in the world. I mean, he was an operation engineer at Exxon back in the day before we were doing private equity together. So we go out on a rig. It's literally my first time out on a rig. And uh, I leaned over to Mike and I go, wow, it's really dirty here. I had no idea it'd be so muddy. <laughs> and he's like, dude, don't tell anybody from the company that, please. And so, so yeah, no, I they kept me as far away from the oil field as, uh, as possible to keep the sanity. But so I don't know if you're going to take this as a compliment or as an insult, but I intend it as a compliment because you DM'd me one time because you wanted to write a song. And, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, we don't have to go in. What happens in DMs stays in DMs, so I'll no, keep we, it we secret. Talk about it. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, no, so I was educating you about Enron, and, and mm -hmm. it was the energy trading company, and I sent you blurbs and all that sort mm -hmm. of stuff, and we were going back and forth. And I told Kenny Lay that I was thoroughly convinced you were a Chinese spy because you were texting broken English to me. Yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah. So that's why I don't tweet a lot because uh, I can't spell. I'm a horrible speller. So, uh, I mean, every time I tweet, some, or tweet something out, I'm like, fuck, I misspelled that shit. You know, I look like a, yeah, I look like an idiot half the time when I tweet. So I, I, I'll stick to the videos. Uh, and sometimes I've dropped, you know, broken English in the videos and my wife, you know, the few she's watched, she's like, you know, you misspelled that or used that word wrong. I'm like, nah, fuck. You know, nah, yeah, I can't spell. Uh, but yeah, no, you helped out tremendously on that. I mean, I was going to go in a completely different direction. I mean, I think I did pretty good taking that clip and turning it into a hook. I thought that was, that was, that was pretty no, fantastic. No, it was genius. You, you, uh, you absolutely nailed it. That was really, really good stuff. No doubt. But what's the hilarious thing is I thought that place was in Houston and you had to school me real quick and tell me you guys were in Beverly Hills. So I was like, okay. Uh, what was it? So what was in Beverly Hills? I tell the you. restaurant that you guys are standing out. In oh, front yeah, of. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Johnny Cho's or whatever uh, it's called. It's, uh, it's, it's, oh, God. What's the name of the Chinese? Uh, Mr. Mr. Chow's. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Chow's. So I was like, I was like, is Mr. Chow's in Houston? Is that a nightclub? And you're like, no, nah, that's in Beverly Hills. I was like, oh, shit. I don't. But you pointed me in the right direction. So, yeah. So if other people have content out there that they're working with and they want to take it to a different level like I do and and they have more in-depth knowledge, DM me. I have no problem working with people. I mean, that have the in-depth knowledge and I could take it and turn it into something completely funny and goofy because that's pretty much all I'm doing. It's not like I'm reinventing the wheel. 
I'm talking about the same issues and stuff. The early videos were basically spoofing the FinTwit community. I don't know. You're pretty sure you're familiar with FinTwit, not EFT, but they always talk about why does a millionaire sell services? It's pretty everywhere. If he's a millionaire, why is he selling a service? Is he a millionaire? Why is he selling a service? So I, I spoofed that a lot at the very early when I was doing stuff. That's always, yeah, that's always the good one is, you know, somebody predicting oil prices. It's like, if you truly knew what oil prices were going to do, <laughs> you'd just go trade and you wouldn't freaking tell anyone, you know? Yeah, yeah. I said $100 a barrel, though, so you got to give me credit for that. I do like that, man. It'd be nice if we got back there. That Even though I'm unemployed and I still own a ton of oil, unfortunately, so uh, that'd be nice. That would uh, that would be very nice. So the, uh, the other funny thing, again... Don't know if you'll take it as a compliment or an insult, but I was uh, DMing with uh, somebody one time and I was like, you know, who is this little gully guy? You know, what's the story? <laughs> what's all this? And the person tweeted back, said, yeah, I can't tell whether we invite him to the party or we call security when he shows up at the party. So Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're talking about Premier Post because he, he he tweeted the same thing. I, I'm saying his name wrong. Oh, Permian Post? Well. Permian yeah, yeah, Post? Yeah, same yeah, stuff. So you guys called me, uh, you guys called me crazy. So if, if you notice, I played up for that for the Dre video. If you watched all of it, that's why the heads were in the wall in the Dre video because of that comment. So I mean, I do try to take the stuff you guys are throwing out there and I try to incorporate it in some of these videos. You might not see it uh, the way I intended it, but that was the only reason. That was the inside joke because of that crazy comment that you guys so you made. Threw, you throw shade back at us. That's awesome stuff, I man. I don't call it shade. I would call it respect. <laughs> respect. <laughs> I would call it respect. I mean, uh, yeah, so when I was doing that Dre video, because it's the last one I've done, I have another one down that you're dropped in too. I'll talk about it here in a minute. Uh, uh, it's already dropped. I'm making the video on it. And the spoof that I was talking to you about uh, last night that I was going to do about this, the introduction, it's playing all off of that crazy comment, basically. So mm -hmm. I got us basically, I don't know if you've seen the movie Stonehurst Asylum. Uh, I have, you haven't. It's actually a pretty good movie. I have um, not. My movie. It's a loony bin. It's a loony bin. And the trailer is pretty much perfect, actually. And I'm just cutting stuff out. And in one of the clips, they talk about, you know, the best thing for crazy people is music. And at the end, the way the thing is going to to end off is like everybody's crazy. They just don't want to admit it. So I'm playing off that crazy stuff a lot because that helps out tremendously when somebody comments like that, even if it's, you know, funny or even if they were meaning it seriously. You know, I, it gives me information. It gives me room and it gives me something to work off of. And so I enjoy that tremendously. Per Permian Post, we're still not sure whether we invite him to the party or whether we call security yeah, when he gets yet. there. We don't know yet. Jury's still out on that. The uh, You don't have a basement, do you, at your house? That was another question. I'm, I'm in it right now, basically. Uh -oh. So we live up north, uh, and half the house is underground. I wouldn't call it it's like a half basement. So the front of it is, is open with windows, but the back part of it is completely underground. All so right. yeah, I could, lock you, I could lock you in my... Uh, my uh, laundry room like you were locked in the other day at that evolve conference i, I could do that to you <laughs> down here nobody would hear you'd, you'd be gone forever then nobody would see me i've uh i've got uh i've got several people on the planet that would appreciate that they might kick in to uh to help make that happen so cool so so what's kind of like the future i mean you're, you're jamming on these uh on these energy finance twitter videos you like it that's uh more of the same we're gonna see more of them what's coming up yes you're going to see more of them. Uh, uh, so I'll give a little more in depth about me. Uh, Please I'm do. A big movie buff, obviously. So I grew up working in a in a, in a movie store, primetime video, movie world. Uh, I did that all the way up to I, I moved out to California. So right now with technology, 
uh, it enables me to do something that I always thought and always wanted to do, uh, just like you're doing with the podcast. And and the reception that you've gotten with your podcast, I'm pretty sure you're you're you like that you have started something completely new that is creative and people are accepting it. So yeah, I think the jury's still out on how it's going to turn out. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, you're 20, you're 20 something episodes in. Me doing these videos and getting a positive reception is amazing. I, I never thought that you know I would be able to do something like this and actually get people to like them. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, the stuff that I've tried to do in the past, like write a screenplay, I could never finish, uh, write a book. I could never finish. I've always had all these ideas running in my head and I, I never had an a- avenue or, or, or a way to get them out. And now I can. And you know, that two minutes and 20 seconds, the video, I'm able to actually produce something, get it done, post it and get people to view. So it's amazing. Um, did, did you, all, did you have the, did you have kind of the same, what I'll call quote unquote, experience that Quentin Tarantino did you worked in the movie store and you just watched movies all the time because Tarantino always says he's the least creative person on the planet it's just he's seen so many movies that he's got so much inspiration and so much to draw on that that's where his movies really come from yes and no I'm nowhere near on that level but yes I've seen so many movies so every time I, I see something, it could be a commercial. I look at it from a different lens sometimes, and I see how I could utilize the footage that's there. Uh, but yes, I've watched so many movies. I mean, um, a, a typical Saturday for me would be basically, if I wasn't working that night, would be go to the movie theater or movie store, pick up three movies, take them home and watch them. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I watch movies all the time. I, I love movies. I don't watch as many as now because obviously time uh right if i'm gonna start creating this content i have to deviate time from somewhere else uh and just wait till see, wait till the kiddo shows up that's that's uh oh, she's up she's six months so she's oh, taking she's more six, time now too yeah yeah she's six months now oh she's cool congratulations time. i thought i thought it was on the way you've uh no no that are, was in july oh good. july it was on the way yeah i, I apologize for that no all um, good congratulations i probably misheard it that's really cool the, uh, yes yes it's amazing I'm, uh I was talking to a friend the other day and I said, you know, it is literally the worst job description on the planet. And if you don't have one, you can't imagine why anybody would sign up for that. But man, once you get the job, you would never quit no matter what. It's great stuff. Yes, exactly. I hope she enjoys making movies too and music. I never really thought I would enjoy making music too, like uh, getting into GarageBand and fooling around with that. Uh, It's actually pretty fun. So that's really cool. So what was the screenplay about that you never finished? Uh, It was called 5150. (laughs) (laughs) There we go, Permian Post. All right. Uh, And it was a, um, it was at the time frame, I forget what movie it was, but it came out and it was, it was basically, I got, I can't remember the movie's name, but uh, a guy basically is dying on the street and they play a whole movie outside like it's in his head and you don't figure it out till the end. So in a good movie, like in any kind of thing that you're writing, you're going to get set up at the very beginning that's going to pay off. The setups that were in this movie were just so subtle that you didn't know that they were setups at the very end when they paid off. It's almost like the sixth sense. Remember when yeah. you know, that, that, that movie comes out, you don't know he's dead. You They're hinting at it, but unless you're really analyzing it, but you're just lost in everything, the story. Spoiler so alert! Of that. Spoiler alert! We just spoiled Six Sense, but it's been twenty five years, so fuck it. If you yeah, don't know, yeah 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 yeah, if you I don't know the ending, anything new. Yeah, if you don't know the ending, too bad. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, so how far did you get into it? I mean, you got you got. I words got nine pages, but it made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. Half of Hollywood makes no sense. That's kind of cool. Uh, the 
because when I got when I got fired, so I guess I got fired in late April, and um, basically, kind of three weeks in May, I started writing a screenplay, and um, anyway, got about kind of 12, 13 pages into it, and it's it's stalled out as well. The uh, <laughs> you know I'm pretty good. You know I thought I had a pretty good story, but actually telling it in a very simple way. And have you ever seen the book? Um, well, oh, it's something about the cat, you know, save the cat or something. But it, it's it's a screenwriter who walks you through what is a good screenplay. And so, you know, on like all the great movies on page 12 of the screenplay, this happens. And yep, exactly. You, yeah. It's the incident, incident, whatever they call it. It's the thing that moves the story forward. Yeah, yeah. No. So he lays all of that out. So you got a good framework to go write the screenplay. And I just... I found myself really long-winded. Imagine that. <laughs> you know, no, no, so. it's. I mean, people think it's easy. Just like people think, uh, you know, doing the podcast is easier. People think trading is easy. It's it's a lot harder once you actually get in the nitty gritty and stuff and, and try to make it. You know, I, I found the same thing. I mean, you have to follow a certain formula, and if you don't, you're not going to get anybody to read it. But you have to have character development along the way too. There's so much stuff you have to do, and it's just like it's it's daunting. It's very daunting. Like most people, to my knowledge, that write stories like that kind of story, they got a backstory for everything. Like they know where this guy went to, to, to college at, you know, what he eats for dinner, when he takes his piss, when he does this, you know, when him and his wife have sex, you know, they know all this bullshit about this character. And I'm like, damn, all you're doing is telling a movie. Why do you need to know all that? None of that comes in the movie. But I guess in order well, to build a convincing character, you have to have it. Well, <laughs> that's, why the, that, that's why the title of the book is called Save the Cat, because... You know, he has sort of the opening scene where the hero of the movie actually saves a cat. And he's like, that's character development. It causes something so that you're interest, you're immediately interested and attracted to the hero of the story. You're rooting for him. They become the protagonists and stuff. And so it's a wild book. If you haven't read it, it's it's actually a, a good book to uh, to read to try to write a screenplay. Like I said, I was 13 pages in and I quit. I'll get the cliff notes. There we go. I do Perfect. good with cliff notes. I I'm like the kind of guy that uh, likes to bang his head against the wall as many times as possible until he figures it out. Yeah, I like and that. If he can't figure it out, uh, then I'll, I'll get the instructions. So what was the book about? You started writing the book too. What was the book about? Uh, it actually was going to end up basically, all it was was a, uh, when you, if you go back and read it, because I have it, it's basically about my childhood. Then it turns into, why did you leave me? Basically, you know, it's all just basically a sob story about a girl. Oh, really? <laughs> I have like 15 pages of me like, why did you leave? Why did you leave? <laughs> okay, so Permian Post would demand that I ask this question. Is she still alive? <laughs> yes, she is. Okay, yes, she good. Is. We got that. There we go. Yes, Perfect. Is. So is this high yes, school is. girlfriend that left you? Who is it? No, this was a uh, uh, a girl that I, 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 I dated when I was in California. So no, it wasn't wasn't a high school girlfriend. How long did y'all date? Uh, two years. Oh, man. She broke your heart? It was a very dark time in my life. Oh, I'm sorry about that, dude. Oh, no, no. I mean, not her breaking my heart. I'm talking about just my life in general was a very dark time. I, uh, everybody has has uh, has has their past, and and at that time, I was you just partying it up and, and experimenting with a lot of different stuff. Didn't it's just was my life was uh was losing control in an essence, and uh, she was trying to write me the wrong right way at that time frame, and I, you know, just didn't uh. I was yeah. turning into my dad. I'll just be honest. I was turning into my dad. I remember what really changed my life uh, is I looked myself in the mirror and the person that I saw back was my dad. My dad's a raging alcoholic. And I just like, I can't, I 
can't be this person. So, you know, you know, it's interesting because what happens to us and I've got a friend that tells this story, so I'll just usurp the story. You know, growing up, she had a bunny rabbit and they put it in the chicken coop. That's where they kept it. And so the bunny, surrounded by all these chickens, literally would peck at its food to eat. It would kind of hop around like chickens do, as opposed to looking like what a bunny does. And the whole point of that story is that ultimately, your surroundings, you pick stuff up, and even if you don't like it, even if you hate it, you don't know any better. You don't know you're a bunny. You know, you're just, this is, these are chickens. And there's actually, you know, a lot of science and research on this that even though you hate it, you you don't like it, it's actually more discombobulating to your psyche to break away from it because at the end of the day, there's at least some comfort in the usual or, you know, the everyday that you've kind of had. And so a lot of therapy is literally just saying, okay, we're going to break away from this and you're going to be really, really, really uncomfortable as we do this. But man, we're going to get you to a better place. No, I agree. I understand. I've went through a lot of stuff. Uh, like I have uh, in my household growing up, it was like whoever could yell and talk over the loudest, you know? So like uh, I talk very, very loud. So if I'm loud on this, I'm sorry, but I talk very, very loud. And a lot of times people will assume because I'm hyper at the same time frame and I'm excited and I'm talking loud that I'm angry at him. And I'm like, you ain't seen angry, man. I'm just excited. I'm just, I'm, I'm passionate about what I'm talking about. And so that's something that drives back from home that is carried over that I've constantly tried to work on to make myself more aware of how people perceive me or how I might rub people the wrong way. But yeah, you, you're a product of your environment. You don't have to stay a product of your environment. Like you're talking about, you can go get therapy and you could move through and past the environment. But for you to, for anybody to sit back and say, my father or my mother had nothing to do with how I am today, it's crap of shit. I yeah. Mean, they rubbed off on you. They taught you certain things, whether or not you kept with them or not. They, they deep down, they're, you're part of them in some way, shape, or form. You know, we always have the nature versus nurture debate. And, you know, I'm so my dad is a medical doctor, he has a PhD in biology. My mom. Nice has an undergrad in biology. She taught biology in high school to put my dad through med school. She went back to school and got a master's degree in genetics. So in the Yates family, it was always smart. it was always 99% nature, you know, 1% nurture, 99% nature. And it was funny, I was hanging out this weekend with a guy whose parents were both therapists. So he was 99% <laughs> nurture, you know, and 1% nature and all that. And what was so funny is we concluded it doesn't fucking matter, you know, whether your parents were there screwing you up with, with nurture or whether they just gave you shitty DNA, you know, that's where you started. So exactly. But, yeah. You can no, rise above all those circumstances if you choose. And hold on. We got to do this just real quick. Charlie and Sally, my dear father and mother, who I love very much. I actually live a mile away from them, you know, to this day. <laughs> love you very much. Didn't mean to say you screwed me up. You gave me some good genes. <laughs> I really appreciate it. So my dad is the single funniest person on the planet. I mean, dry sense of humor, all of that. Um, and uh, But he's very shy. My mom can literally talk to a brick wall. I mean, you can throw my mom. In, my mom, you can throw in the middle of the Middle East, 
you know, she'd put her in the middle of the Palestinians and the Israelis, and she'd have peace break out in 20 minutes, and it would be all over falafel and, uh, you know, and, and hummus because she is just the best at talking to everyone. She's unbelievable. So anyway, props, I, uh, to, you. props to you, mom and dad. Yeah, props to the moms. I, um, I am extroverted, but I'm extremely introverted at the same time. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I I could be just as comfortable sitting all by myself in a room watching a movie as I could. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta exert myself in a crowd though. If I'm around people that I don't know, I've got to like put on a show and that's basically just from sales. Basically let's throw the sales face on. Let's, let's be the loudest person here. Let's just, let's just uh, draw the attention. So I guess some of the videos come across with the character I created King P have some of the same uh, similarities I have uh, in an essence, I would say. Oh, that's kind of cool. I was going to ask you about that. What's the name King P? Where does that come from? Okay, so that's an interesting story. Um, so the first rap video I did was about a guy. Uh, again, it was in the Fintwick community. He calls himself uh, the king of 4X. And he had this video out there, and he was just basically walking about uh, how, you know, I'm living in this $6 million mansion. I got all this and I got all that. And, and uh, I basically called and titled that video The Professor, and I made fun of him, basically. I was like, it's hard living in a $6 million mansion, see? You know, and, you know, I talked about getting inheritance and then I was like, OK, man, that I got a good reception. I was like, I think at the time, other than, you know, me bombing videos, because I didn't bomb that anywhere. When I say bomb, I mean, dropping it in many threads. I got a lot of res a lot of responses and a lot of people like, hey, what is this? What is this? This is cool. So I, I did a Eminem's uh, My Name Is. Right. And I just I just pulled back to to his king and I liked how one of his charts showed up one of his slides that he had on there it said king king and so i started calling myself king professor and then once you make a few raps talking about a professor you run out of words uh there's only so much that rhymes with professor and so i just started to slowly adopt it back to basically king p i don't know what probably 10 in i i started just saying basically king p because everything rhymes with p i mean you can find a right. lot of stuff that rhymes with p uh, so it's just happenstance. It wasn't it wasn't thought out. I mean, a lot of the stuff I've done is just happenstance. Um, you mentioned that there were certain people that got me on uh, the show that you, know, you got to get me on the show. You got to get me on the show. Like some of my best movies or some of my most talked about movies would never have happened if the shit just didn't fall in the right place. I mean, that's just it would have never came to, to light uh, like that freeze 2021 video would have never came to light. Uh, it was a completely different project. I hope he doesn't mind, but uh, I was speaking with Enron uh, chairman on on a, on a on a Thursday, and I he came back with me, and he's like, "Man, yeah, I got a I got a I got a uh, a notification from Twitter saying I can't use the music, so I pulled down all my stuff." And I was like, "Okay, man, I, I create music on GarageBand. You could do it." And he's like, oh, "I might fool around with it." I was like, "Well, I'll create the music for you." And he's like, "I don't even know if I'm going to do a a, a a um a roll call." And I was like, "All right, I'll do the roll call," and for like. 15, 20 minutes, you know, I'm possibly doing a roll call and I'm spitballing and I start just going, my mind just starts running and I start creating something. And then he came back and was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it. Just can you do the music? And so I produced the music, but it didn't work for him. He just couldn't make it work. So I had him a backup roll call ready to go basically Friday for him to run with. And he created his own. And so I had a song created. I had nice video con content created. And I had Toomey in it. I had a lot of these characters in it that would have been in a normal roll call, people that I didn't know at this time that I would have called out to because of it being a roll call. And I was like, all right, I'm going to flip this. And so basically in you know, a matter of you know, the day, I flipped it to Freeze 2021 and, and told the Billy McFarlane story. 
uh, and took Toomey out. And then Toomey chimes in. It's like, when am I going to get in one of these videos? It's like, man, you were in the last one, but I had to make some adjustments. Here's another funny story. I hope he doesn't get mad at this. Nah. When I wrote last Monday, uh, I wrote that with Toomey as the main character. This is a King P running around uh, Odessa. It was Toomey running around Odessa. And I shot it over to Toomey. And he liked it and was like, yeah, but then he listened to the back half of it. And he was like, I don't want to be running around Odessa uh, doing the Frank the Tank. So I had to rip him out, edit him out, and I put King P in it. So that's just happenstance. Those two don't come together if chairman says, I want to run with your roll call because I can't produce something. So it shit falls into place the way it falls into place, I guess. That it does. That it does. The, now, I don't know if they're going to like that or not. So we're going to have to possibly reach out to them later on to see if if they're going to be okay with me dropping that because that wasn't DM. So I'm sorry that I dropped that on you, but if we're going to tell my true story, I mean, that's part of the story that needs to be told in an essence. Yeah, no, definitely. We definitely, we DM them and we ask them, you know, Hey, is it okay if I tell the story? And if not, we just cut it out, you know, the, uh, yeah, so that's how, that's how those came about. I mean, and I wouldn't have them. And if I don't have those videos, then I don't have land life and I don't have to me and I don't have these other guys saying, Hey, get me on your show. And so it's, it's a weird Weird circle, the way everything moves. So this goes out to all my land bros, rustabouts, pumpers, engineers, geologists, field hands. Those of you who keep this EMP locomotive humming, nose wigs pumping, and the ETF buzzing. I race on the ground, on a barrel, with real certainty. No, that really is. So, so I'm just wildly curious. What do you do for a living? You know, if you're not an energy guy. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I kill people for a living. <laughs> for me, because like, I told you, I knew it. <laughs> uh, I work as a, at a, uh, at a, at a, uh, an extrusion factory, a uh, vinyl extrusion factory. I, I work nights there. Uh, we make window components that we sell to other window manufacturers that are our customers. Oh, gotcha. My background is sales. I got out of that in about 2016. And I transitioned into to factory work as when I started to learn to try to trade the markets and stuff. And so uh, I was trying at my hardest to try to get in with the oil industry because there was a communication company up here because Pennsylvania area has a lot of uh, oil and gas. But they went out of business and I had a friend work there. So, I, I mean, I, I did a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I, I transitioned into some other factories. I took some classes to uh, become a boiler operator. I landed a job there and then I fell on some hard times personally again. I ended up losing that job and I just looked into this job, you know, and I've been there now for like three, three and a half years and it works perfectly because my wife's a school teacher in the morning. I work nights. So uh, we have somebody obviously to watch the baby, but uh, it's, it's, it's like, you know, 12 minutes down the road from a drive and a big portion or a big thing for me right now is time. Um, I look at time completely different than a lot of other people do. Um, I never looked at it this way, but Lay, 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 lay the theory of time on us. I want to hear this. All right. So um, I started learning to try to trade, which I have not been successful at. We could talk about it if you want, but I've not been successful as a day trader. But I did that, obviously. Let me step back. I'm what Fintwit makes fun of. I'm <laughs> the guy that came to the markets thinking he was going to get rich and have everything. I'm exactly what I spoofed or what I spoofed at the very beginning. Right. When I started doing this trading, you know, it's been like three and a half years, going on four years now. I, it was about the money. But as I started to f learn more about myself and understand myself, realistically, it's about getting that time back. Like, not everybody in America has the ability to do what they really wanted and 
truly, truly want. A lot of people are get put in situations because maybe they have a kid at a young age or maybe uh, they're in trouble and they're forced to go to the military for whatever the situation is. They're forced to do a job that maybe they don't like just to pay the bills. That's life. I understand that 100%. But you can step out of that if you choose to take the risk to step out of that. So all my life, I, I sold shit just to, 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 to make money. And I have done work just to produce and, and make money. Um, I started trading so I could stop having to do that and get the time back. You know, if I get rich at it, great. But it's to get that eight hours of my life back, that 40 hours a week, plus the commute, plus the time getting ready to go to work. When you analyze your job and what you're doing and how much time you spend on your job, it's pretty much a third of what you do in your life when it's all said and done. And if you're not doing something you really enjoy doing and love doing, you know, find a way to possibly try to do that. And so I started trading with the intention of making money and getting that time back. Now, when I started analyzing, and this was only after, you know, going to counseling and stuff and looking at myself uh, differently. And it's not only that, though, like, for instance, I told you I like the movies a lot. One of my I don't know why I do this, though, but when I was younger, my mom would take me into the movie theater or movie store and say, pick out some movies. She would sit in the car for an hour and it would take me like an hour to pick out three movies. Sometimes I find myself doing that. And it's the only thing I find myself doing that with when it comes to movies. I'll scroll through movies to watch at night when I had, you know, have time to do it. And I'll just read the sub. I'll just read about them. And I'll read about them. And I won't actually watch a movie. That's a waste of time. Now, I, I transition to this because a lot of people are on the Internet, whether it's on Yahoo, reading Yahoo like I used to do, or going to ESPN or, or on Twitter or on Facebook. And they sit there and they complain about their lives, but yet they spent six hours of their day doing jack shit. So whoever does that, I, I'm not trying to be mean towards you, but I analyze myself and I realize that I'm wasting a lot of fucking time. Like my ritual at night to go to bed was look at Yahoo to find an article, then look at ESPN. And I just looked at it maybe 30 minutes ago. There's not going to be a new article. Nothing else has happened in 30 minutes that's going to change the world. Like there's no free agent signings. A war didn't start. None of that shit's happening. But I would I found myself caught in this little dumbass cycle to look for shit to try to get my attention. You know what? That's just a waste of fucking time. You know what? You know what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna put a little twist on uh, your theory of time because what I've noticed, you know, I mean, I got shit canned last April, and I woke up the next morning, and I actually, and I've said this on other podcasts, but I, I filmed a video montage of the opening of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You know that song, "The Love <laughs> yeah. Missile Number Eleven, do do do, shoot it up." I was like in the shower with the shampoo in my hair, pointing it straight up and, and doing all that. And I spent about an hour and a half doing that and I played it back and it was funny and I enjoyed that and all. And so to your point about time is I actually think exactly what you're saying, except I would say quality, you yes, know, exactly. and I think we're exactly. saying the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Like some people may say, well, that was freaking stupid you shot a video for an hour and a half i would say that was quality time you know that exactly. was so exactly. much better you hit the nail yeah. on the head yeah you no, exactly like, yeah like no. sitting with your daughter and holding your daughter for six hours is not wasting time that is quality time having a nice dinner with your wife is not wasting time that's quality time but i'm saying is is analyze yourself like people will basically just look at at, at, like I did. I'm talking about me here. I'm not talking about, I would look at Yahoo to look for articles to read. Nothing changed on Yahoo from an hour ago. There was no new article up for me to read, but it was just, I don't know if you want to say it was an addiction. Then I would go to ESPN. Now what I do is I'm working on content. Now people might look at me and say, dude, you're wasting your fucking time, but I'm doing something I enjoy. 
Like I really, really enjoy doing it. I enjoy making this content. So it's not a waste of time in my opinion. Yeah. And no, that's, that's what I was trying to get around to it. No, it was, it was one of the best dinners I've had in a long time was um, the Pizzagate episode where Lindsay5280, I think, is her Twitter handle, and she was tweeting out about how this guy was supposed to come over to her house and bring a steak, and he was going to cook her a steak, and he w- showed up without a steak. And, you know, I was sitting there with my parents, and, you know, I was trying, I go, you know what would be really funny is if we just filled up her house full of flowers from this guy to freak her out even more, you know? <laughs> and so I start, I'm, I'm driving with my parents to dinner and I start calling florists in, in uh, Colorado and they're all like, oh, we're already closed. Oh, we already sent our drivers home, you know, whatever. And doing this for a second there, I go, man, I'm kind of ignoring my parents, you know, working on something stupid for Twitter. And my dad looks at me and goes, dude, send her a pizza. They're open 24 hours a day. <laughs> So my, so me, my dad, and my mom are at this just great restaurant. Uh, if you ever get to, if you ever get to Houston, I'll take you there. It's just awesome. It's out in the country, beautiful outside. So we're there having this great meal, and <laughs> we're sitting there ordering pizzas. And my dad, who is Phi Beta Kappa from Rice, might be the smartest person on the planet. We're debating the merits on whether. We should use the app to order the pizzas or should we just call the manager? Because we were wondering which one was going to get tripped up first. You know, is the manager going to go, man, we can't send the eighth pizza to this girl's house. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going back and, back and forth. The dad, dad's like, okay, we're going to do this in the app. And when the app shows that the pizza has gone into the oven, we'll order the next one. Because once they cook it, they're going to send it to the house. And... Uh, so we do that, right? And then, you know, my mom is just sitting there laughing. And I've always said I have a sense of humor because if I can make my mom laugh, I can make anyone laugh, you know? And so I'm, she's laughing about it. Then we're getting in the car driving home after we sent, I don't know, five, ten pizzas to, to Lindsay's house. And I go, Dad, I got the greatest one. And he goes, what's that? And I go, we got to send condoms, right? We got to send. <laughs> so we pull over and my dad and I, my dad's 80. My dad and I are sitting there Googling, how do I send condoms in Colorado? <laughs> and we find this app, and my mom is like, go, is, is sitting in the back going, uh, you know, making fun of like, don't send the magnums, that's going to make the boy feel bad. And I'm like, well, that's why we're doing it. So, <laughs> so we do that, and then we drive another five or six miles, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've, I've thought of even a better one. You know, it's like, let's send lube so we sent 75 dollars worth of lube to this poor girl's house and uh, what's so funny about it is the delivery service we're using the app must have an algorithm because when you order 75 dollars worth of lube they ask you the question would you like to send a scented candle with that and so, <laughs> so we did but you know to to the to the, to your point it was like one of the best meals with my parents because how often in life do you get to Google condom delivery in Colorado with your parents, you know, after after a lifetime of uh, uh, of them raising you? So, yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, no, no, that's 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 quality time there. And that, so I don't mean with my comment. I didn't mean you know, I'm not trying to be degrading to anybody. I just did some introspective to me on what what I was doing. And I've just found a way to utilize my time better with these videos is all I, I was coming across as. 
So kind of uh, tell me, uh, tell me like the the craziest reaction you've gotten to a video. Tell me the the crazy idea you've got from uh, for, for a future video. Give me. Have you had anybody famous retweet your videos? Give me. No, I mean, me, no, give, not at all. Uh, give, you're the most probably the most famous person that's retweeted my stuff. Oh, uh, dude, you should aspire <laughs> to so much more. No, uh, Kenny, so you've had so Kenny once, Lay. One, one you've of the had videos, Kenny Lay retweet you. He way outranks me. Ah, uh, Kenny Lay. Was, no, he does not retweet me as much as I think he should. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he come does on, not. Mr. Chairman. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. So he does not. Um, oh no, David Colum retweeted me. The 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 professor. Oh, nice! Really? <laughs> yeah, he retweeted the uh, the uh, the spoof I did about. Uh, oh, damn! What was it? It was about. Uh, it was about basically. Remember when 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 the General Zod from the Galactic Federation? I, I did a spoof that spoofed one of the old movies, uh, uh, one of their speeches and stuff. It was horrible. The quality is so bad because I didn't know what I was doing. I'll, I'll talk about that. It's so bad, horrible. You can barely hear it. But he, re he retweeted that, so that's probably the most famous person. I come in peace. I am Star-Lord of the Galactic Federation Commission of Intergalactic Markets. My pinnacle on that, Sir Mix-a-Lot, actually. I did the I did the reface video of Baby Got Back, yeah. and I tagged him in it, and I said, this is my Mona Lisa off reface, and Sir Mix-a-Lot actually retweeted it. So that's yeah, my that's pinnacle. Amazing. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I've hit up, like, you know, because I've done a lot of stuff about Elon Musk. And I've hit up, you know, other people I've done a lot of stuff about, but they 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 haven't retweeted me, I guess, probably because I'm criticizing them uh, really badly. So they probably don't want to. <laughs> uh, the worst thing um, that somebody did, I got trolled um, when I when I basically again, it's about being on the list because uh, there was this character and his, his name's like, like Bryce DuPont. I, I don't know what his, his handle is, but he, you know, he's in the Finswood community when he's the one that didn't put me on the list. And so I. Uh, when I made up this story, I basically was saying, I'm coming for Twitter. I'm coming for FinTwit one video at a time. And some dude chimed in. and was like, who are you? I mean, you're following a thousand people. You got a hundred followers. And he just started like hitting me. And I started, you know, responded, you know, in a, in a in not a bad way. Just like, dude, you ain't got to get all pissed off. It's a joke. You don't, you don't understand the whole story. And he just kept on and kept on and kept on. He's like, he said the same thing you said. He's like, you're not even from America. You know, you got broken English here. And I'm like, dude, I'm from America. <laughs> I'm, a white, I'm a white American, man. Come on now. Just cause I, I can't spell doesn't mean, you know, so, uh, yeah, that, that was probably the worst so far. As, yeah, I, I don't like tweeting because I don't I don't spell shit right, and it makes it sound like I really am uh, a foreigner here trying to get your money. The uh, the uh, no, that was funny. Okay, so one of the things we've done on the podcast, and I should have given you a heads up on this. You're gonna have to do it on the fly, and I'm gonna make you do two sessions of it, where normally guests only do one. Um, is I used to do this bit where it was called Five Questions, and I stole that from Craig Kilborn in The Daily Show okay. from way back in the day. And it was funny and all, but it didn't really tell much about the guest. And so what I've started doing is give me a playlist. Give me some songs. Tell me why they're on there. I don't like music. Take it. Take it yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Exactly. No, I really don't like music just because I make raps. I, I don't know music. Really? Know you guys might think. Yeah, you might think I know. I don't listen to music. I I, I I I used to go clubbing all the time back in the day when I was younger. I, right. I party my ass off. And I, I picked up, you know, learning to dance, going to clubbing and stuff. But no, I don't listen to music. I don't have a playlist. Uh, whatever's top 40, I guess I'll listen to. Uh, I don't have a favorite artist. 
Uh, I could tell you movies. I mean, well, we'll go and that, that route. And that's 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 why I was going with uh, you're going to have to do two of them since you. Uh, I was going to make you do music, and then I was going to make you do movies. Sounds like we've done music. No freaking way. All right, got that. So movies. I mean, I, so, us- so, Kim, I'll try to give you music. So when I was younger, I loved Michael Bolton. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Lawrence Welk. I was expecting that, you know. But You were expecting that. Okay, I love Michael Bolton. Uh, when Eminem came out, I went and got my hair blonde. Nice. I, I did the platinum go. hair. Um, uh we had a Kanye uh, West. I like Kanye West. I like the, the the beats that he comes up with. Kanye's amazing. The um, uh, I like what Bill Simmons says about Kanye. Kanye's a genius. He just knows he's a genius, and that's the problem. But yeah, yes, I love yes, Kanye. Yes, he is a genius. Yeah, he's he's a genius. Um, we actually I, uh, had we actually had a lawyer at one of the law firms we used whose name was Michael Bolden, and. Uh, <laughs> We we made jokes. Anytime we all got on conference calls, we'd hit play on the iPhone. And, and uh, he was a really good guy. He was a good sport about it. But one day he just called and said, man, stop. <laughs> Please yeah, just stop. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so movies, that's a hard one, too. Yeah, like so do movies. this. Do this. Because you're a movie guy, and I think movies are going to speak more to you than, obviously, uh, music did. Give us two or three movies, maybe ones we we know, maybe ones we don't know, but... Why are you talking about them? What did they mean to you? Did did they signify a time in your life? Did they help make a change? Whatever. Give us, give us, give us the 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 little gully view of give give us the little gully Siskel and Ebert. All right. So Rudy was uh, a movie from my childhood. Uh, cried my eyes out to that movie. Uh, everybody growing. I mean, I love sports. I wanted to play sports. I'm unathletic. You know, I couldn't. That movie just was uh, so inspiring, even though it's pretty much false. The dude was huge. She wasn't, you know, five foot 11, 100 pound nothing. He was actually a decent sized player. But just the story behind it was amazing. Um, that, that's that's one of the top movies out there. Jaws is and it's Jaws has had me fascinated with sharks my whole life because of Jaws. Uh, uh the scene where we're going to need a bigger boat is just amazing. And I even like the, the, the other ones that came out, like people don't like Jaws, Jaws three. I think it's Jaws, Jaws, yeah, Jaws three, where they're in the underwater, you know, tank and the mother shark has the baby and stuff. I mean, that, that's a good flick. I mean, the, 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 the CGI at the time was kind of horrible when you go back and watch it, but Jaws has always had my, 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 my mind fascinated. That was Jaws um, 3 in 3D. I mean, I remember seeing that in the movie theater. wearing <laughs> those, the 3D. Yeah, wearing those crappy. <laughs> so you're, you sound way too young, but back in the day, you'd go to the movie theater and you'd have to wear these uh, colored glasses because if you looked without the glasses, the whole screen would just be blue and red. Yeah, but, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. How old do you think I am? Uh, I would say you're 32. I'm 41. 41. Okay, I'm 52. So that well, uh, about the same age. Yeah, that well, that 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 decade, <laughs> that that decade. I'm telling you, movie technology advanced, man. You go back and watch the Terminator, and I think that's one of the greatest movies of all time. But man, the technology, even though that's Cameron, right? I mean, the greatest director, or yeah, one of the top five yeah. directors we've uh, we've we've had in the last 25, 30 years. Man, it is so cheesy looking. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I agree 100%. So I'll go back to even further when the technology moved, the Matrix, the stuff that they were doing in the Matrix. Like, you go back and watch it today, it's good, but you're like, man, it's so much better now. And the Matrix came out in, what, 2001 or yeah. 2000-ish? So um, 
An- another one. Um, that that movie that I spoofed ab- about uh, the the roll call movie, uh, the uh, Valentine movie, uh, My Bloody Valentine. That okay. has meaning because uh, uh, my aunt lived next door to us, and uh, this I don't know if you know Beta. Do you remember Beta movies? Uh, like Beta Max movies, or yeah, like like small. They weren't as big as VHS. They were smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So little, my aunt had int- huge. Hold on, interesting little tidbit. You know why the industry adopted VHS instead of Betamax? Don't know that because Betamax was actually supposedly the cheaper, better technology, but the porno industry actually adopted <laughs> VHS. No, seriously. There was no, a, I, there's a there is a very famous research report written by First Boston and First Boston's now Credit Suisse but like literally in the late 90s early 2000s during the dot com era when all these companies are going public guy wrote a 100 page research report that said if you want to know what technology is going to win go follow pornography cuz it's that like makes 100% sense yeah, that makes the, sense the whole reason we have VHS Tapes is so that people don't have to go into a movie theater and masturbate. You know, they could do it at home with VHS, and that's why he was. That's why he was saying that eventually we will have broadband into the house because he's like, you don't even want to have to go into the store to rent that tape anymore. You know, so that was an excellent report. Yeah, thank uh, you very that, much. Yeah, technology. Yeah, no, did you? You you yeah yeah no he's exactly correct. No yeah I I could see that. I mean because Mark in the movie theater the people that would come into the porn section you know, was just as much, if not more than what would come into the, uh, the regular movie section. Uh, but my aunt had that and, and I would watch that all the time. And, and that just, it, I don't know if it scared me when I was younger, but yeah, that had some meaning to it. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I chose to use that to spoof. I was going to go somewhere too. I forget now. Um, the, uh, I'll throw one at you that I watched the other night and it, it's my favorite movie of all time. It's Casablanca. And have you seen it? No, never seen it. You've never seen Casablanca, dude. You yeah, got to so go black and white, man. You're going black and white. I'm not a, I'm not a black and white fan. Well, I hear you. It's just Rick. The, the protagonist in it is literally the greatest human on the planet. You know, he gives up the woman he loves in exchange for, uh, America and patriotism and all that good stuff. It's a phenomenal movie. You got to go see it. The best movie. I mean, of all I'll, time. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a go. I mean, yeah. I'll give it a go. There's so tons of movies that I haven't seen uh, that I want to see, but I'll give it a go. Newer movies. Uh, I'm really into like sci-fi movies and and thriller movies. Like, uh, I really like a good thriller. Um, uh, you, I don't you, know if you've seen Predestination. I haven't seen crap. My my movie game went to to shit when I had kids, and so my oldest kid is 18. So basically, in the last 18 years. I really haven't seen much in the way of movies because even like the kid movies that I would take, you know, my three kiddos to, if you'd go into the movie theater and it was dark and it was always cold and I'd wind up going to sleep because, you know, with three kids, we just never slept. And so any chance yeah, you yeah, had, no, you'd I take a nap. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, you've you got to catch up on some movies, man. There's tons of, of stuff out there that you need to see. I mean, uh, it it's... There, there's so many major movies out there. So here's what we here's really what here's what we need to do a podcast on is let's go let's I'm go moved. pick yeah let's go pick you know I I think uh I think uh, Bill Simmons and those guys at Ringer do the rewatchables. We'll go pick an energy movie and we'll grab like two or three of us and we'll all we'll all watch it and we'll all comment on it. <laughs> 
that's what I, I that's what I need. I need to know more about because again, like I said, I'm playing in this energy sector, making fun. Of, I, I look up energy movies, and there's not not many out there. And so to get content, uh, that's probably the hardest thing to do right now because I really don't like. Uh, I know I'm going off on a completely different tangent. You use the Reface app, so you know what that you know what it's all about. You've seen it. Most people don't. Uh, but they have that content that they give you that's amazing quality if right. you use what they have. I don't use that all the time because it's not what I need. So, and I've went through Germany, went through Japan. I've no, I've seen you've done that stuff. So I go out and I try to find movies or TV shows or stuff, and I have to find the content. And then I got to take that content and then I got to turn it into a GIF. And then from the GIF, I got to turn it back into Reface. And then from the Reface, I got to turn it back into a movie. And then if I'm going to utilize audio, I have to line the audio back up. Not that hard of a process anymore, but it was at the beginning. I don't know where to get any content about the energy sector. There's only so many movies out there. I mean, I could go to to Baker Hughes's YouTube channel and stuff, but there's not stuff out there. I mean, I got to search for this stuff. I mean, that's probably the hardest job about doing anything I do is finding the video that I need that's going to tell the visual image that I want. You know, the Uh, hard... So uh, we had the Digital Wildcatters Conference last week, and Alan Gilmer and I were the old guys closing out the... um, the show and we kind of talked about this the problem with the energy business is until about 2005 energy was counter cyclical to the economy so meaning high oil prices meant a recession for the economy because oil was such an important variable in the economy and so i mean back in the 70s the Saudis used oil. They would embargo, and I mean, it was literally called the oil bomb, you know, and uh, the oil threat, and you know, all of that. And so, all these great characters we have in oil and gas that made all this money and did all these great things are not idolized by people because at the time they were doing really well. The economy was hurting. That's why I think. Elon Musk is different, you know, I mean, he's, he's rich, he's doing great and all. And that's because, you know, kind of generally speaking, except for the pandemic, America was doing really well while Tesla was taking off. And so I think that's why energy celebrities don't get celebrated by mainstream media is because for years, like I said, we did well when the rest of the economy was doing poor. And we were shitheads about it. We would print up bumper stickers that say, freeze a Yankee, you know? I mean, we were so obnoxious about it. But the uh, the one thing that, like, in all seriousness, there was a TV show in the late 70s called Dallas and had a famous character, J.R. Ewing. And so if you get a chance to watch a few episodes of Dallas, there's a little bit of truth to that in the old school oil and gas business. So do they have footage in the old school oil and gas footed industry that you could pull from? Like, is he out there on rigs? Is, is he doing, is, 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 is the dialogue he's talking about old school gas? Is he at least, is it at least there? Like if you go to um, the new one um, uh, where he says, I'll drink your milkshake. Remember that movie? I can't, there will be blood. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's about oil and gas, but watch the movie and see how much really you, you, you talk about. But I mean, the opening, he has a pickaxe, look like he's going for gold, not oil. Right. So, I mean, it's it's like finding these these shots, you know what I mean, that I, I would utilize to like pay more homage to the oil industry is extremely hard. I mean, I got to go to like owner's manuals. Like I said, go to go to Baker Hughes. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of stuff. They got a lot of stuff on their website, on, on their YouTube channel, like a lot of shit. 
Yeah, you got to go to Giant. Have you pulled the movie Giant up? That was uh, James No, Dean's. I have not. That I've was seen J- it pop up a lot of times, but I've not pulled it up. I've seen it pop up. I'll have to go there then. I'll yeah, have to utilize that. That's, that's, that's kind of, I think that was James Dean's last movie before he died in the car wreck. And it was filmed out in Marfa, Texas, which is kind of way out, you know, sort of west and south uh, Texas. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of your old school old school oil movie and you see the Derricks and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I like to, I like to get interactive with Twitter. You know what I mean? I like, like a while ago I did, I don't know if I included you in it, um, uh, but I did like a little poll. I said, Hey, you know, I gave him like five movie choices, three song choices. And I said, I'm gonna spoof something. I'm gonna talk about the, the, the make it about markets. And it was like the, the, the movies they picked were the Joker, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings and Twilight. And I had to use Meg Stallion, uh, Loop Fiasso, and uh, Sync, And I had to make a movie out of this, you know what I mean, that talked about the markets. And so I did that. And I got a few views and stuff, but I like doing stuff like that that's, that's kind of creative. So I threw something out there that I'm working on right now. And I said, I asked some guys in the energy sector, would they like to see a movie that had, uh, had the Meg, the big movie here with Jason Staten. I'll tell you why I chose that. Uh, Waterworld. Uh, uh, amazing movie. People don't give that enough credit. That's an amazing movie. Uh, Deepwater Horizon, uh, 12 Monkeys, and one other one. It's a foreign film. And the reason I threw that one in there is because I know I have some underwater footage about oil because that's basically what the movie is about is underwater drilling. I said, I'll make a movie and I'm going to make a spoof about all these. And they're like, yeah, so you, that's coming down the line. Um, I chose Meg in that because if you haven't seen that movie, it's the ending where Jason Staten fights a fucking shark the size of a blue well with a jet ski pretty much is just hilarious. I knew I had to pull that into something. I have to get that into something. I mean, the man is killing a shark that should eat him with a jet ski, basically, kind of device. It's hilarious. Uh, so I see stuff like that all the time. Like, have you seen the Flonase commercial with that big ass uh, uh, monster, like breathing down on him and yeah. dude sitting in the car, like about to shit himself? I got to use that somehow. Right. I got to use that somehow. That's just amazing. I just watched Monster Hunters the other day. Um, it's not a good movie. But they got a scene in it where they're driving this 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 like off-road vehicle that's I didn't know the army actually had them and they actually have them. They're like it's like a, a doom buggy with a 50 cal on it. And they're just it's slow motion. That's why I got to use it. And they're just telling and hitting this big ass monster behind it. And I got to use these things because the shots are so amazing and and I'll use Meg somehow by basically coming up with an acronym. I use acronyms all the time to explain stuff that make no sense to what I'm trying to talk about. Uh, well, there is a there is a big oil and ga- uh, oil company up in Canada. Perfect. Called Meg. I mean, so maybe that's that makes it yeah. easy. Maybe so yeah. there, there you go, so, man. So uh, there you go. That's coming up. I have a movie that I'm pretty. I'm making right now. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 doing it right now, and it was based off an of interaction I had on Friday night with. Uh, with Buck Quivis, however you say his name, uh, I think you know when roll call comes out with his his, uh, his um his roll call things, you know everybody chimes in, they start talking about what they're talking about, and so I don't know if anybody's picked up on this, but every time you guys start talking about wine, I thought Boone's Farm, like you know, like I know Boone's Farm ain't wine. I got right. schooled on that though. There's a story yeah. behind that too. When I moved to California and I was young, I I brought Boone's farm to a, to a, a company party. And uh, my boss's wife at the time, basically, cause I was a young kid, you know, 20, 21 years old. 
21 and I didn't, right. I didn't know anything about wine. I knew nothing about wine. And, you know, I'm like, no, this is wine. And she had to like school me and, you know, didn't laugh at me. You know, she said, no, this is, this is not wine, honey. This is like just liquor. This is not wine. And so I throw that out there all the time because of that. And so I, uh, I threw a joke out there. Like uh, they, they were like, we're out of rum. And so I threw out a dumbass comment. I was like, just mix some uh, cinnamon in some boons form and it'll taste like rum. And it started, you know, it started oh, a comment. So I wrote a song all about that. <laughs> oh, nice. So, yeah, Buck. I I don't know who Buck is. We 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 DM some, and I'd consider him quote unquote a friend, even though I don't know who he is. But boy, he yeah, knows yeah, yeah. his so, wine. I mean, I I take pictures. So so I mean the the whole thing about nimble fatty online is you know it's kind of a spoof, right? It the it's the fact this guy's kind of so obnoxious and and doesn't even realize how obnoxious okay. he's being. That makes you know, sense. That's some of the stuff he posts. <laughs> There's, yeah, there's a, there's, yeah, there's a spoof to that. So, so the major wine flex, you know, was kind of tongue in cheek, obviously. Oh, I, I, um, I use that all the time now. So, I'm using that all the time and shit now. I, oh, I know. I, to, I totally get more credit for knowing wine than I actually do because I don't really know know wine very well. But I wind up taking picture pictures of bottles of wine because you know I'll get them for gifts and like if you invite me to your charity event. Um, I always feel like I need to like buy a silent auction item because you were kind enough to invite me. And so I'm kind of, I always feel that way. So usually the thing to go buy is the basket of wine because you, your friend goes, oh, that's cool. You made a, a contribution. You get some wine. It's a win-win. So I'll have a lot of wine around the house that I have no idea what it is, but I'll take pictures of it, send it to Buck and go, what is this, Buck? And uh, he he knows his stuff or at least, Knows more yeah, than so, I Yeah, so I mean, I, I wanted his follow. He followed me before I even produced the movie. And uh, I told him, just tell me a, tell me a 90s song that you like. Because, oh, he, he critiqued that, uh, that, uh, that John Cage 330, whatever. I didn't even know who John Cage was till somebody said something. I had to look him up. But he critiqued that. And so later on in the night, when I'm, he's popping up my chimes, I'm like, well, tell me a 90s song. I'm going to write a 90s song about what you love. Because you always talk about wine. That's all you ever talk about is wine. You always talk about wine. And so uh, he gave me a song, Pearl Jam, uh, Even Flow. That's the one I tried to sing uh, that did not work out well. Oh, there you go. Uh, that, that's in the trash can. Uh, nobody will hear that ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Oops. Uh, yeah, so I got that. And uh, obviously you're in it too because, you know, you're doing the wine flexing. And so I, I had to name drop you. That, that will come out. Um, I got to finish my eight-mile spoof. I got, I got all the rap battles written. I just got to. I lost one that I actually had dropped, so I've got to go redrop that. Uh, then I have just whatever comes up, you know what I mean? Like uh, I told I told Chairman that he needs a he needs a um, he needs like a Monday Night Football foot football intro. Somebody needs to do him a a theme song for his roll calls that has talent. Dun, dun, that dun, has dun, talent dun. more than yeah. me because I don't have that kind of talent to do something like that. Um, I. So you know, like the other day, you posted something about Cheech Martin, remember? Or or one of the one of the guys, Chong, Chong, Chong. Chong. Yeah. So you have Chong, Chong coming out. You have him doing a doing a shout out. You have a uh, a uh, frack doing that girl from Peloton doing a shout out. You had a uh, uh, stock market hacks. If you follow him, he did a shout out. He had Chris Hansen. So again, we have to ask um, the guy who I'm going to name drop here if he's okay. If, but I reached out to Landlife and I said, what if King P does a shout out to you? Like a, just a goofy video, like why a jingle about why you should shop at, at your store. And, and, you know, I said, I'll try to make it as legit as possible. So I might do something like that. Uh, I, I'll go wherever the creativity takes me. You know, if I write it, 
If I write it, I'm going to do something with it. If it gets written, I'm going to do something with it. Right now I'm working on three different things that I haven't gotten completely written or wrote, I should say. Uh, the, the one that I did for Buck, that just came. I had that wrote in 35 minutes, basically. And I woke up the next morning and I added the, the, the front to it and I, I just ran with it. Uh, and you'll see that in the next day or so. Uh, and you'll see the spoof that I'm, I'm dropping about this conversation that we're having. Uh, that will be coming out. I'm dropping all the other stuff to do those two and finish those two. I'll just go wherever it takes me. Like, there's people that have been nice to me. Like, I want to do something bigger for you. Like, I've had something planned to do for you for a very long time. And I, I teased it with that movie, uh, the talk radio movie. And that's got some fucking amazing content in it if you haven't seen it. That's got, that guy gives a monologue that's just out of the world monologue. Uh, and a quick draw I want to do something on because nah, you know, he brought me into the, the, the community. I thought the Enron would get me more views. It didn't. So I just, Dan Stream, I mean, I'm just going to, I don't know. I'm going to go wherever the creativity takes me. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to do this provided I have the time to do it. Provided I continue to get the uh, the love that I'm getting and the support that I'm getting, what I would like though is if there's anybody out there that is making content like like with this last one I dropped that has more in depth knowledge, and they would like to have that taken to another level, please DM me, reach out to me, and let's collaborate, let's work together. Uh, if you don't like what I do, it gets scrapped. It's, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do something and, and just throw it out there just because I did it. If you know if if I produce something that that's your work and I de degraded it in any way, shape or form, I'll just scrap it. Uh, there's other projects. There's all, all a lot of stuff to spoof. So that's like, that's like a good call to arms to, uh, EFT. Cause you know, I'm, I make jokes all the time about frack slap yeah, yeah, yeah. short. I, I, I've spoofed it because of and, it. Uh, well, and what's so funny is he's actually, you know, I've seen that in short. pictures. He's like five <laughs> ten. So, so, so anytime somebody takes a picture of me and Frack Slap, always whisper in there, make me look taller. So they'll they'll twist the camera and stuff. So I mean, because I'm six one, so I am taller than him. But yeah, no, he's no, not I got short, I got him as a midget anyway, in Freeze twenty twenty one because of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Ex ex exactly. And uh but you know what's so funny about that is, you know, I've probably posted, I don't know, seventy five memes about it. I've probably only created like three of those because people DM me all the time. Like, Hey man, post this one about frack slap. And I'm always like, you want credit? And they're like, no, 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 it's all good. It's all you. So, uh, be expecting, be expecting a flood of, uh, of ideas headed your way. Cause man, EFT loves people that'll create the content and throw oh, it. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy you know? doing it. I mean, I hope, I hope people are enjoying it too. Uh, I really do. I hope people are enjoying it too. I hope, uh, Hope I'm not disrespecting anybody. If I have disrespected you in any of the content I've created, I always start out by saying I don't mean to disrespect anybody. I'm doing this out of out of fun. I'm doing this out of love, trying to make people laugh. That's it. And and you know that's probably why you fit in real well because at the end of the day, you know I know public figures that'll go, oh Twitter, they're so mean, they do all this, and and you know I've always said no if you're on EFT and you mix it up with folks they're going to throw a jab at you but at the same time you're going to get a direct message saying hey did I go too far you know I wasn't trying to you know I'll take it down if you want me to so people have a big heart out there everybody just wants to laugh yeah it's all I'm trying know? to make people laugh uh, I appreciate like like uh, I don't know if I said this already but uh, this whole started with me trying to get put on lists um the fact that you have me on here because other people like me, but the fact that you even brought me on here to do a podcast because the content I create is actually content is respect 100%. I can't say thank you enough. 
the fact that I got to sit here and talk oh, to you dude. for, you know, the last hour and we could talk even more. I'm not even done. If you want to go, I, I got other stories. I got a lot of stuff. I could talk all night long. It's respect, man. I appreciate this tremendously. You, well, dude, I, I appreciate you, uh, you coming on though. Um, it's been really cool because you gave me, gave me an hour of your time and, uh, and I appreciate that's it guys. Cool. Uh, much love to all of you out there who've showed me the love and expect more videos, uh, expect more spoofs, uh, expect more fake rapping. It's been fun. Little Gully, very, very cool of you to I come on. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it tremendously. This King P back at it again. I got a tale for you today. But this ain't no thriller in Manila. This be a Twitter spat that probably started as a chat between Frack Slap and that Blake Street bomber. I was about to say between that midget who done gone digital and the Backstreet Boys who are rhythmical. That statement could land me on the pavement. I mean, Frack has a knack to whack and jack, rendering you to the sack once he attack. And the bomber ain't no jogger. He a human chopper, reaching heights where there's no salt water. Come hella high water, he reaches that motherfucking peak. Now let me ask you this, are you a Peloton fan or a mountain man? Do you pretend to bike or do you do rugged hikes? Do you do MMA or is music your play? Either way, now's the time to say who you're back. Now let me ask you this, are you a Peloton fan or a mountain man? Do you pretend to bike or do you do rugged hikes? Do you do MMA or is music your play? Either way, now's the time to say who you're back. Let's get this fight on track. Let's get ready to rumble. Me, I just critique. I'm like that Morris, Zach. I leave when catching that flack. Fuck that negative feedback. I duck these megalomaniacs. Load up my lyrical cannon. And start slamming my fake news rap and be hot tapping. I access those wellboard on short Offshore, my rhymes be all the time But let me remind, this ain't no thriller in Manila This be a Twitter spat between Frack and the bomber Peloton fan and mountain man Makes me wonder, is money involved? There was that unsolved hundred mil in the Rockies Her things got sloppy Wait, that was cliffhanger These cats weren't even in diapers in 1993 Maybe R. Kelly on Bendy D Shit, that was 1994 Pretty sure they weren't even talking Maybe that video and Frack had that cameo, thinking it was cool. That wasn't even Deadpool. Bomber did drop that jewel meme. I say the theme was plagiarized. He did summarize the conversation. Me, King P, taking it to a whole new level. Pedal to the metal. Watch these boys wrestle. This ain't no thriller in Manila. This be a Twitter spat between Frack and the Bomber. Peloton fan and Mountain Man. Me, I'm just fanning the flames. The blames will go to the chairman and the Yates. Both be needing jobs when King P gets done with this Release. Are you a Peloton fan or a mountain man? Do you pretend to bike or do you do rugged hikes? Do you do MMA or is music your play? Either way, now's the time to say who you're back. <laughs>